Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome to episode 124. Today I want to get a little more down to earth for you all. I want to get really direct on this. And I hope that being so direct is not upsetting in any way, but I do feel it's necessary to be completely honest with you guys at all times. And here's what I honestly want to say for you. And that is no one is coming to save you. Your loss and your experience of it would have been unimaginable to you before it happened. I get that. Maybe there were others in your life who became widowed long before it was ever a reality for you. Probably you said the kind of things that we say, right? Like maybe you went to the funeral and you said, I'm sorry, let me know if there's anything you need. Maybe you said really cringeworthy stuff that you didn't know was cringeworthy then. Now you do because it's all the stuff that everyone said to you that just really landed on your ears very differently as a widow, right? Your loss came and your entire world came crashing down. So when you heard those statements, this time it was different. And then everybody left after the funeral and they went back to their normal busy lives, right? Like within a matter of days, all of a sudden, like everybody is back to their life and you feel like, what about me? Where did everybody go who just said, let me know if you need anything? No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to save you. So welcome, my friends, to the downward spiral of self-pity. And yeah, you're entitled to it. I mean, you know, if we don't get to have a pity party as widows, then who does? Who does get to have that pity party? right? And we can, and you do need to, you will have other people tell you exactly what I tell you, which is it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And it's, you need to allow those emotions to just kind of go right on through you, right? You're going to experience this conglomeration of emotions There was, for me, when Jim died, I had like, to me, it just felt like a cascade of one emotion after another. And they were like all layered on top of each other. And really, most of those emotions really had nothing to do with grief. It had everything to do with, I was in a state of shock and everything was just like a pinball machine inside of me right? Hitting emotions one after the other, minute by minute. It's pinging around from fear to sadness, to anger, to disappointment, to guilt, to all kinds of stuff I was feeling. And here's what I learned about emotions is 
you have to allow them. You have to kind of breathe into them and notice each emotion and name it. Right? I like to, when I feel awful, sometimes my brain just assigns it that word. Like I just feel awful. I just feel depressed. And if I take a moment to center into my body, I can see where that emotion is in my body because our feelings, our emotions, they live inside our body, right? If you get really embarrassed, I can remember, especially as a little girl, I would get like so embarrassed over things. I was excruciatingly shy as a child and I would get so embarrassed and it was like my cheeks would feel like they were on fire and tears would sting in my eyes and I would get that big lump in my throat so I couldn't even talk. That's where embarrassment lives in my body, right? Depression for me, when I am just feeling super sad, super depressed, like I have no energy to do anything. It's like my legs feel heavy. My arms feel heavy. I don't even want to move around much, right? Depression to me feels slow. Whereas if I feel embarrassed, it's like a fast emotion. It comes on fast. Embarrassment is hot and fast. Depression feels really cool and slow. It's like a blue emotion. You know, people say they got the blues. That, that, the color of depression to me is absolutely blue. And it's when I tune into an emotion that way, like what color is it? Where is it in my body? That emotion begins to process immediately and will only last about 90 seconds and dissipate. And it might come back like in a wave. You know, emotions are like waves. And if you can allow them, the waves get gentler. And you do need to allow them. It's when you resist emotion that it becomes so intense because you're pushing back against it. So notice each emotion and name it, right? So that you can go into those emotions because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you again. No one is coming to save you, not your friends, not your family, not even your kids. There comes a time in the process of this exquisite grief that follows losing your partner when you have to stand up and start putting one foot in front of the other. You have to save yourself, save yourself. It's not going to help you to be blaming people outside of you and things outside of you. It doesn't help to be blaming them for your emotional pain, for your grief. It doesn't help to be blaming others for your loss. That's a big one. I know, but it's not you're the doctor's fault. It's not the suicide's fault. It's not the illness's fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not even the gunman's fault. However, your spouse died. It's a fact your spouse has died. Everything that follows that fact is really no one's fault. Right? There's bills that go late sitting on the end table. The lawn needs mowing and now you have to do it like all by yourself. You have to go out and mow that grass or hire someone you've gained weight or maybe lost too much weight since your spouse passed, right? You have to pay the mortgage. You, you're, maybe you have kids still at home that need you, and now you're trying to raise those kids without their dad. 
you're dealing maybe with the business he owned. Listen, no one is coming to save you from these things. You have to save yourself. You're responsible for your health, your money, your happiness, and your future. Let me say that again. You are responsible for your health and your health is important. If you have kids at home and you're like, I have to worry about my kids. Your kids can't lose both parents. You need to take care of yourself. So they have you. If you don't have any kids at all and you're just there all by yourself, your health is your responsibility and you are not going to feel better unless you're taking care of your physical body right? You have to give your physical body some good food and enough water and enough sleep. Find ways to do that for yourself. You're responsible for your money. And money was a big one for me. When Jim died, all of his retirement income stopped with him. There were no spousal benefits. I had been laid off from my position shortly before he died. So I had absolutely no income coming in. That was a scary, scary time. And I know for most widows, it can feel like a very scary time. Like maybe half of your income has just stopped. You are responsible for your money. You have to not put your head in the sand. You have to take a look at how much money do you have? Do you have money coming in from anywhere? How much money do you spend each month? right? You can go back through all the old bank statements, checkbooks, online statements, whatever you can find to look at what bills were getting paid every month regularly and about how much were they? How much were you paying for your gas and electric? How much are you paying for your water? What is your property tax per year if you own a house? Divide that out by each month that each month you're going to set aside money for your property taxes. Take a look at every penny you spend so you know at minimum, know your minimums. Well, how much does it take to pay your bills? How much money do you have? Don't put your head in the sand. We get in trouble that way. And you will actually feel better once you know exactly where you stand with your money. So you are responsible for your money. If you don't have enough money to cover your bills... This is not a pity party. This is time to start taking some kind of action, right? Because you have to save yourself. Whether that action is to sell your house and downsize into something smaller so that you can sock some money away into a savings, trying to get your feet under you. If it means that you have to step it up at your job, Offer them more value, look for promotion, look for a way to make more money. You take on multi-level multi network marketing, right? I couldn't even hardly say that. I'm not into it, but I know people who are. I know people who actually do well selling things like, you know, Youngique, what's it called? Unique, unique makeup or, um, oh my gosh, I even have a certified widow coach that she sells pure romance products. It's hilarious and I love her to death. You could even go to Craigslist to the free section and see what people are getting rid of around you that you can go get for free, clean up a little bit, 
take a picture of it and put it on Facebook Marketplace to sell. Does that sound crazy? I know young kids that do this regularly and they're making like a thousand dollars on a weekend going and getting free stuff, taking pictures of it, putting it on Facebook marketplace, you know, $20 end table, $100 coffee table, you know, and yeah, find a way. When you realize you can't meet your expenses, the first way we think about it is what are we going to cut? Maybe I'm going to cancel my cable TV. Maybe I'm going to cancel this so I can get by. But wouldn't it be so much better if you could just instead say, how can I make more money so I can cover this? So I can live the life that I'm used to living? This is what I advise my widow coaches. I tell them it is so much more money to just, so much more better to just say, hey, I'm going to go get me more money. Let me find a way to create more income for myself. Let me find a way to make some money for myself so that I can take care of me, so that I can save me. Your happiness is your responsibility. There is nobody who is going to make you be happy. We can't make other people be happy. It makes us happy sometimes when they're happy with us, right? We like that. I love buying people Christmas presents, especially if I find like the most perfect present on the planet for someone. I'm like, oh, she's going to die when she opens this. Then I'm like super excited. It doesn't even matter how she feels about the gift. I get to feel super excited and good about it. You're responsible for your own happiness. If you're depending on people outside of you to make you be happy, you're in big trouble. Because happiness doesn't come from other people. Your emotions don't come from outside of you. They come from what you tell yourself. They come from what your brain is thinking and processing. So being responsible for your own happiness means if you are in a funk and you're feeling like, how am I going to get out of this funk? I've just had the blues. You want to go journal. Go do a thought download. What is every thought in your brain about this? You can write down, I'm feeling depressed because, and then just start writing as fast as you can, every thought that comes through your mind for like one minute, just write them all down and look at them because all the thoughts that come pouring out of your head onto paper are going to be exactly what's making you feel depressed. And when you look at those thoughts, understand your thoughts are not who you are. This is just programming in your brain that's playing. And look at the stuff your brain is playing. Ask yourself, like, when you look at a thought, ask yourself, is this true? Do I know 100% this is true? Is this a thought that I want to choose to think? Because it feels awful when I think that. And then you can choose to not focus on that thought. That's how you take responsibility for your own emotions. It's how you create your own happiness. All it takes for me is for me to just get really grounded, sit down for a minute and start thinking about some things that I can be grateful for. Like I have a roof over my head is a good start. I turn on a tap in my kitchen and clean water comes out. So it's like the most amazing thing, right? I have all these different places in my house that I can go get clean water anytime I want to. It's an amazing thing. So I start looking at the stuff that I'm really grateful for, and that begins to lift me up. 
the next thing that you're responsible for is your future. It is your future. It's yours to own. And without any idea of what's happening in your future, it keeps you in this state of indecision and confusion, and it feels awful. We feel like we have no certainty in our life, no stability in our life at all right after our spouse dies, because we have no idea. Our whole future that we had been thinking about was a future that included both of us together. So when your spouse dies, suddenly it's like there's no future in front of you. It's like we can't see past the front of our face. You need to think about what it is you want for your life. There's a legacy living inside of you that's just waiting to take action. Your brain is scared. Your brain is scared about everything, right? Your brain says, don't take chances. Your brain says, who do you think you are? Who will they think you are if you try to do this thing or that thing? It's your brain's job to keep you safe, sometimes to a fault, because our brain jumps to the negative on everything. It's our brain's default mode. It's primary job as our brain to keep us alive. And the way it does that is to constantly look for danger and look for problems to warn us. That's why your brain goes to the negative. You don't feel safe anymore. Not ever. You can't even get to sleep at night. And your brain is like churning all this negative stuff. Here's the thing. You are not broken. You are enough. You can look into your own future again. You can start with little tiny goals that you set for yourself so that you have something out there in the future that you're working towards. Even if that goal is just to get up every morning and brush your teeth first thing, <laughs> right? If your goal is I'm going to spend 10 minutes in meditation and gratitude every morning. That's a goal that gives your brain something to focus on, right? And of course your brain's going to say, you don't have time to meditate in the morning. You hate meditation. You just sit there and do nothing <laughs> because that's how our brain reacts to everything we decide to do. But you are enough and it's time to focus on becoming truly you, and getting in touch with who you are again, right? Who's that girl that lives inside of you? So many widows that I have talked to in the early stages of widowhood, even widows who've been widowed for years will say to me, I don't know who I am now. Who am I? Find her. She's in there. Understand that you become what you believe. And when you believe in yourself, you can become unstoppable. You need to claim your life. Take back your future. It's yours. You get to design that future that you would love to have. Like let your imagination run with you. What is a future that would be like wildly amazing? Let yourself dream a little and then decide to grow into it. It's time. No one is coming to save you, but you can save yourself. 
you can. Oh gosh, I can help. Life coaching guides you, keeps you believing in yourself, helps you to see that you are powerful and capable. You don't have to just feel like you're pretending to be okay. You can be okay. Coaching can help you own your life and become who you were always meant to be. So consider that. Stop waiting to be saved and start saving yourself. Do it because you love yourself. Do it because I love you guys. I swear I do. You probably don't believe me. You're like, woman, you don't even know who I am. (laughs) Trust me, I do. This is why I am so passionate about this. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at Joanne, J-O-A-N-N, no E, J-O-A-N-N, at joannethelifecoach.com. My website is joannethelifecoach.com. I also have widowcoachingcenter.com where you can go check out that widow coaching center. Let me tell you, that's a great place to start when you decide that you are ready to save yourself and you want to find a way go to widowcoachingcenter.com. For heaven's sake, sign up. There is a one-time registration fee. And then after the first month, each additional month that you stick around on the subscription, it's $49 a month. Very doable. It's a subscription that is going to step you through a process to get you back to yourself to let you save yourself, to let you begin designing your future. So come join me in there. I will take you through these steps. It's an amazing place. I've got some members, founding members in there right now. I'm looking for more founding members because this is a site that's just churning along month by month. I'm still exploring it. I'm still developing more and more materials to go in there. You guys help me when you join because then I get feedback and I know exactly what it is you need from me. So go check out widowcoachingcenter.com. I would love to see you in there. In the meantime, get out there, find some joy in your day and decide you are taking your day back. You are going to own today. You got this? Own today. And if you're listening to this at 10 o'clock at night, you are going to own tomorrow. I want to hear from you guys. We'll talk to you again next week.